0: to the message that I have for you today. Uh, I've got 40 minutes, so this is what I'm going to do. Thank you for giving me the time, Pastor Nick. I appreciate it. Jared, thank you. I appreciate it. Because what I need to do is going to take me about that time. My goal is by the time I'm done, that I would have nearly all of you, if not all of you, at the altar. There is two tables, thanks to Nicole, and there are forms that I would love for you to respond because by the time we're done, this is what I need of you. I need, number one, that you would respond to this message by coming to the altar and giving yourselves completely to the Lord. If you haven't done it, then it's time for us to do it tonight. Amen and amen. And then, and then, and then I would love for you all to look into your hearts from now on. I'm giving you like a good 40 minutes in preparation And if you feel that you would like to be involved, you see, since we started off Project 500, this is your pastor's, this is our pastor's vision. I'm not going to use the word yours. I'm part of y'all. It is our pastor's vision, and the vision of Project 500 is to reach, is to teach, and then it is to entrench. So you're going to hear this again today. Because we have been reaching, and in fact, I was supposed to check, Pastor Nick, Kim, maybe you can help me. How many have we baptized since we started Project 500? Give me, a, give me a ballpark. About 70 plus people have been baptized into the name of Jesus. We can rejoice. We can rejoice. And it's not done yet because now we've moved into fall, and really, my my greatest goal would be if we can baptize another 70-odd, which would bring us to our Project 500 fulfillment by the end of December. Now that we are reaching them, this is important. We need to teach them and we need to pour into them so that, so that they would stay no, Jesus speaks in the book of John 14 that whatever you do and upon you abiding with him, your fruit may remain. And this is an important point because we've got to make sure all of our outreach endeavors, we see the fruit next year and the year after. I, I'm, I'm rejoicing over the baptism, but I'll tell you what. If we do not disciple all of these people, They will only be a memory. We will one day talk about, oh, what a great summer we had with all of those baptisms. But really, I think that will be so sad if those people are just merely a memory and they are not here with us. So, one of the things that we need to do is begin to go into the second stage of Project 500, which is reaching and that will continue to go on. But while we reach, we've got to disciple them, and we've got to entrench them into all that's going on at this church. However, all of this cannot happen without help. So here you are sitting down. Here you are listening to this message right now, and there is a heartbeat and the call the clarion call of God is for each one of us to now begin to disciple and entrench those that are being reached. So the end, by the end of it, I'm, I'm praying that you would be able to feel this heart call of mine, the heart call of your pastor, that we will be able to bring them, and you will be the one that will be discipling them. In fact, let me just very quickly ask you for a show of hands. How many of you, you think you can do it? Awesome. I've seen quite a few hands. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that by the time I'm done, all of y'all would be ready. And there are forms here, thanks to Pastor Nick that has helped us and Nicole. We've got these forms. And I would love for you to put your information down. If you are not in a Bible study, it's time for you to be in a Bible study. If you're not teaching a Bible study, then it's time for you to start teaching a Bible study. So these forms are here, and after the altar call towards the end, just come and fill up the forms, and we will collate it, and we will connect with you. I understand that next month on the 18th, there's going to be a group that will be coming together and, uh, and working on teaching and preparing people for, for to teach. All right. So you're going to be a part of this. Let me get into my message. All right. Arise and shine for thy light is come. I will tell you that the Lord gave me this title only yesterday. I know I had a, I had a burden for this when I was told that I was going to do this with y'all last week. And so only yesterday that the Lord gave me this, this very clear title. It's time for you Those that are sitting here on a Wednesday night. And I'm not speaking to everyone on Sunday morning because the Sunday morning crowd is not the Wednesday night crowd. The Wednesday night crowd are the ones that are committed to FBC. The Sunday morning crowd mostly would be here because it is a Sunday and they're obligated to be in church. But For a Wednesday night, folks, it is you who are the movers and the shakers of FPC. And you are such an encouragement being here tonight. So arise and shine because your light is come. If I was going to entitle this and another title, I would just say, Can These Bones Live? And if I was going to give another title for this, I would just say abiding in the work of the Lord and abounding in it. And if I was going to give another title for it, just two words, discipling and entrenching. So this is what, by the end of tonight, this is my goal that you would be able to get the heartbeat of this and you will be this great army that the Lord is raising up. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. I will not read all of these scriptures, but this is the pertinent ones. So right, verses 1, Ezekiel is given a vision. He was given many visions. And one of these greater vision was the one that we are reading right now. The hand of the Lord was upon me. And he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the midst of the valley. Catch this word. He set me down. There was an emphasis that God was trying to do. He was trying to seat the people down. He was trying to seat the prophet down so that he will pay attention, that he will will be focused on what God was going to show him. He set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them. Catch that word. He caused me to pass by them. He didn't just give them a, give him a vision. He said, no, 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 I'm going to show you this vision. I'm going to make you go by these bones and go around about these bones because I want you to get the, the, the feel of what is going on and behold. There were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. So understand that it was required of the man of God to pay close attention on what God was showing him. This Wednesday night, folks, I want to tell you, I've been outside of my camper at that at that park table and I've been spending the whole day there in preparation because I feel that God is calling each one of us to a greater walk. You know, on Thursday nights, I teach a Bible study here. Thank you all for giving me a place to teach. And on Thursday nights, we've been talking about the process of sanctification. And sanctification, the way you become holy, the way you become prepared for the things of God is by doing certain things. The process of sanctification comes with your works. Now that you are saved, you continue with your works. You're not saved by your works. You're saved by grace through faith. But you are sanctified through the workings of the Spirit of God through you. That's the reason why soul winning makes you a holy people. Discipling makes you a holy people. When you begin to spend time with people, do you know what's happening to you? You are becoming a holy people. Like the book of Peter talks about. You are a holy people, a holy generation. So listen to this, right? Verses 3, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, Thou knowest. Again He said unto me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Folks, the only way the bones was going to live is upon them hearing the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And then there's this process I call the five stages. I will lay sinews on you. I will bring you upon, flesh upon you. I will cover you with skin. I will breathe in you and you are going to live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And this is what, after what was given to him, he begins to do. Verses seven. So, I prophesied as I was commanded. Catch that word, command it is a military word which you will read even in the book of acts chapter 10 verses 48 when uh, when when peter commanded Cornelius and his whole family to be baptized the word command has got a lot to do with the word commission the word commission means i tell you and there's nothing to be debated upon so when the lord spoke to ezekiel immediately the prophet had to do, prophesy as he was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise shaking bones coming together, bone to bone and I beheld. Catch that word. I beheld. God insisted that he was to see what was going on. Folks, isn't it awesome that you and I are privy to what the Lord is doing? That Now, as I am in the church, I'm able to see what God is doing. The sinews and the flesh came upon them. The skin covered them. Unfortunately, there was no breath in them. But listen to this, verses 9. Then said unto uh, unto the Lord, unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath. Breathe upon these slains that they may live. And verses 10, watch again. So I prophesied as he commanded. We're going to do everything according to the word of the Lord. We're going to do according to what he desires in his will. I thank God for Pastor Beecham because he is right now so so entwined with all that the Lord is doing. That's the reason why Project 500 was birthed. It was birthed from your pastor's heart through prayer. You are this great army that's fulfilling what your pastor's heart was given from the Lord. So listen to this, right? He prophesied as he was commanded and guess what happened? Breath came into them. They lived and there stood upon their feet an exceeding great army something happened in verses 11, you will find that the Lord reveals this to the prophet by saying these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried. Folks, do you know that the people that you are reaching are saying these very words. Our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. And we are cut off For our parts, we seem so disjointed, disconnected. And you find the words are, God wants to open their graves, in verses 12, and cause them to come out of their graves. Verses 13 and 14, And shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live and this is what the lord has spoken and god is going to perform it i feel that this 70 over that has been baptized we rejoice but i think we've got to realize there's a lot of work and we've got to be very aware of this work each one of us are called to perform this work sometimes you wonder how's it uh, why don't an angel do that you know why does why doesn't christ do that Why don't, he's the God of the heart. But I'll tell you what, the gospel cannot be preached by angels. Even Jesus, in fact, you know what, you can help me. Jared, you're going to read this. You've got your microphone, all right? Help me read Acts chapter 9, verses 6. Listen to this, all right? The apostle Paul is in Damascus. And while he was in Damascus, he has an experience with Jesus. Verses 6.
1: And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do.
0: I have a simple question. While he was on the ground after that Damascus experience, Jesus, why did you just share the gospel with him? But he didn't. He told him, you go to the place, and that place called Straight, there will be a man named Ananias, and Ananias will tell you what you need to experience. So notice... The usage of the saints, the church, God uses his people. Listen to Ananias. Ananias is having a conversation with the Lord while Paul is having this conversation with the Lord. Verses 11 and 12 of Acts 9.
1: And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which uh-huh. is called Straight, uh-huh. and inquire in the house of Judas uh-huh. for one called Saul of Tarsus. Uh-huh. For behold, he prayeth and, he, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand upon him, that he might receive his sight.
0: Yeah. Who was the one who brought sight? Who was the one that allowed the shackles of the eyes of Paul to come down? It was Ananias, another man that was connected to the things of God. God uses people. That's my point. In Acts chapter 10, in the house of Cornelius, you will find in verses 5 and 6, an angel right now is speaking to Cornelius. Listen to the words.
1: And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do.
0: Why? Angel, why did you not tell Cornelius while you were talking to him about the gospel? The gospel is not presented by angels. The gospel is presented by you. Angels can't do it. Angels long to do what we want, but that we are able to do. What a privilege. What an honor. You know what? Also read Romans 10 for me if you don't mind. Listen to this, right? This is the the Apostle Paul telling us about declaring the Word of God. Go ahead. Uh, Romans chapter 10 verses uh, 14 and 15.
1: How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Uh And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? Uh And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good
0: things. How will they hear if they are not preached to? You? And this word preach is not for the preacher, it's not the fivefold ministry. That word preach is talking about the word caruso, which means the ones that declares truth. I wonder if there are people here right now that are declarers of the truth. You may not be on a pulpit, but I'll tell you what, each one of us have been called to present the word of the Lord to the people round about us. Thank you, Derek. Thank you so much. This happened in New Zealand, 22nd of October, 06. I was there for five years. We pioneered a church there. We baptized 350 people to the day that we left New Zealand. We left in the afternoon that morning. People were still coming to get baptized, knocking on our door. The baptistry was a cement block that I built, waterproofed it, and it was behind my house on my yard. And uh, it was a Saturday morning when we did our street ministry, 22nd of October, 06, and uh, Twenty uh, first of October, 06 and Greg. This man, he he was such a frightening sight. There is a picture of him uh, on. Uh, if 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 you can show that, uh, Josh, that would be great. The guy with the long hair, muscles, and he stood far taller than all of us. And uh, I remember that street ministry while we were. I took my guitar and we were singing and we, my, my wife was playing the tambourine and we were ministering the gospel right in front of the New Lynn Mall. And uh, this guy, folded arms, stood right at the back and, uh, and the church folk began to see this guy and they got intimidated by him. His role was simply to intimidate us. He stood, folded arms, and he just stared and glared at us without a smile. And then towards the end, one of, our, one of our church folk came to me and said, Pastor, that man wants to talk to you. And I remember putting my guitar down and going to him. I'm saying, oh, Lord, please protect me from this guy. I'm talking to him. And as I, I went to him, and these are his words. I've got it recorded in my notes. His words were, I have seen you for several weeks, you and all of these people. There is something about you. His words were, I have never seen such boldness coming out from a group of people. That gave me an opportunity to share the gospel with him. Told him, Would you like to come to church the next day? And this happened on the 22nd of October 06, on that Sunday. When after the service, God filled him with the Holy Ghost and I brought him to my house, which was about three and a half minutes away from where we were, and we baptized him into the name of Jesus Christ. We are not intimidated by anyone because when you are led of the Spirit of God, flesh, there's no room for you. I remember discipling him. This guy is so worldly, he would come for the Bible study. There was one time we, we lived in, a, in, a, in an area where there was just, it was just all kinds of uh, activity going on. And behind me, there was young people staying and renting a house. And they were mostly uh, involved with drugs. And I remember it was a a, a night where I I was going to do a Bible study with him and a few others. We were eating. And while we were eating, we were hearing a great commotion at the back of my house. And and this guy, Greg, gets up and he says, Pastor, do you want me to go and shut them off for you? With his New Zealand accent, you know. He said, no, 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 Greg, we don't do such things. Now now we don't do this anymore. Maybe before, but we don't do this anymore. But he was ready to go, and he would be able to just hold them like that and bring them out from their house. Probably get them baptized that way too. Folks, the reason I'm sharing this with you is just to let you know it's been going on. You've been seeing it go on here. There's one story after the other. Every individual baptism, there is a testimony behind it. It's going to go on. It's not going to stop. But really, we need each one of you to be a part of this. You have to be entrenching them. You have to be discipling them. Putra Sok, as a prison officer in New New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, and Putra, uh, from Cambodia, uh, I remember he, he, he shared this with me. He said, when I wanted to know about God and when I came to your church, I felt something different. And Micah, which was uh, one of our street ministry captains, invested so much in Putra. It is so beautiful to see what has happened to Putra. Putra I remember him baptizing April 13, 2017. We shared the gospel with him. I remember Yvonne Sheria praying for him through the Holy Ghost, the picture on the far left bottom. And then we started discipling Putra. That's Putra with Micah and his wife Charlene. And the picture underneath is our street ministry where now Putra is baptizing people in Jesus' name. Talk about a beautiful success story. But it didn't this last picture of the baptism cannot happen if there was no discipleship into his life. We had to invest in him. We had to spend time with him. And that has kept him. Today he is baptizing people in Louisiana. 27 November 15, Randy Fox. I sat down with Randy. This was one of Vani's connection. I sat down with Randy and at Shipley's Donuts did a Bible study with him. Shipley's Donuts knows me so well because I do a lot of my Bible study. Uh, at at their restaurant, uh, when it was the old management. The old management, Dallas, was very helpful. He would get people to come and join me in the Bible studies. They may not even sit at the table, but they will all be listening to the Friday morning Bible study that I will do in Shipley Donuts. Randy was the first one that allowed me to get into Shipley Donuts to do the Bible study. I remember in the first day of that Bible study, Halfway through the Bible study, Randy stops me and says, what would stop me from getting baptized right now? I said, Randy, nothing's stopping you. We stopped our Bible study. We took my car. We drove back to the church. We're just a few minutes away. And we baptized Randy into the name of Jesus Christ. Do you know that Randy has become such an instrument Such a great vessel for a lot of other people. He's connected us with so many other people. And and they've come to church and they've gotten uh, into the waters. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost simply because of one man. So you might turn around and say, yeah, but I may not be the one that I'm able to do this. Folks, I'm trying to break that thought right now. Because you have been called to do these works. It's not just given to one or to the other. It's actually given to you to do these great works. By the time we are done, I pray that you would be able to catch this and that you will be able to run with it. We connected with Anna Ling Zhao. Anna Ling works at the, uh, worked, I'm not sure whether she still does, but at least while I was there in 2019, Anna Ling was working in the Mikado restaurant. We got to know the owners, Sharon and her husband Steve, good friends. When they opened their restaurant, they called me to go in and pray for their restaurant in their opening prayer with the mayor uh, in Louisiana. And it was a great day, I remember. And since then, and this was like many years ago. We're talking about 2009. And since then, Sharon has become such a good friend. When we do street ministry, there are times Sharon cooks uh, uh, food from the restaurant and brings it to where we are. Restaurant food for street folks under the bridge. This is Sharon. And Sharon, I remember... Calling me and saying, there is a lady named Anna. Can you bring Anna to church? Oh, by the way, Sharon is not Christian. She's Buddhist. She, doesn't, she, she believes in Jesus. She allows me to pray for her. But because of a tradition, she remains Buddhist. Well, I pray that she's not going to be Buddhist for long. But she will, in, she will connect me with people. She called Grant one day. I remember it was a Wednesday night. And she said, can you bring him to church? And then now she calls Anna and she says, can you, can you bring Anna to church? I remember she brought Anna to church that Sunday morning. We connected with Anna. There's a picture of Anna. And this is uh, Gentry Mangan's wife, Lexi. Lexi. Uh, Gentry Mangan is going to become the new pastor of the Pentecostals of Alexandria, the church that I come out from, end of next month. And my current pastor will become the bishop of the church. That's his wife. And Tasha, which is Brother Clement in the video, that's his daughter. And uh, I remember that Sunday... After the service, we connected. I pulled Tasha into the scene. The scene I pulled, uh, I pulled uh, uh, Lexi. I said, Lexi, can you take Anna out before the evening service? Can you take Anna out and go and eat with her and fellowship with her and try to teach her a Bible study? They had already seen what all was going on. And I said, understand that Anna cannot speak English. But God's gonna be with you and you would be able to teach her. Folks, do you know they taught her a Bible study? It was like about 3:30 or something when they called me and said, She is ready to get baptized. I was curious. How do you teach someone who cannot speak English? How do you teach them an English Bible study which because that's the only language you, you you speak? They use Google Translate and they showed me how they did it. They would say something, it'll be translated into Mandarin, and then she would say something in Mandarin, it'll be translated into English, and that's how they taught her the Bible study and Anna was ready to go into the waters at 3:30. By the evening, I baptize Anna into the name of Jesus Christ. There is no reason. My point, there is no reason for us to say, I can't do it. Really, no. Today we have such technologies, we will be able to do it. One thing we just need right now is for you to say, yes. Yes. I want to be a part of this. I want to be trained. I want to be ready so that God's kingdom can be fulfilled through me. Enough of looking at someone else and saying they will do it. Really, you and I have to do it. Do you know? And that happened November 25th of 2018. By December 16, her husband, and us, Andy Zhao, comes to church. And we were about to go out and do a street blitz. And we were feeding. And here is Sharon preparing food. I've got videos of her preparing food. And here we are baptizing her husband on the on the 16th. Of December 2018, about three weeks later, she couldn't remain quiet. She began to say, you need to experience this to her husband. Next thing, her husband came to church. We shared the gospel with him and he went into the water. So, Matthew 28. My time is running short. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came and spoke unto his disciples, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in the earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. The word all nations means all groups of people. All the Gentiles. Baptizing them into the name. And we know the name of the Father. We know the name of the Son. And the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you. Lo, I am with you always even to the end of the world. I just created a simple chart. If that chart can come out, Matthew 28:19, left hand and right hand. All right, the left hand is go, the right hand is teach. Go is evangelism, teach is discipleship. And this is what we will need to do in Matthew 28:19. We are going We are fulfilling evangelism. But guess what? It's time for us to entrench them and disciple them. Ministry is only given to the faithful. I'm going to say that again. Ministry is only given to the faithful. I count it a privilege to be a part of you. I count it such an honor. Why? Because we are part of doing the work of God. So I've got this little caption, there's this picture, Josh, saved to relax. And if you have this mindset, it's time for us to change this mindset, all right? It's something very funny. A man sitting down after he's born again, he he says, now that I'm saved, I'll sing hymns, I'll relax and wait for the Lord. And you know what? That's not what we're called to do. We're not called to fold our hands. We're called to make sure that we do the work of God. And folks, Sunday the halo, but Monday through Saturday, let's ensure it's still the halo and not the horns. Because people are looking at us and they are waiting for an example. You are the example. Greta's one in the book, Privileged Family, Is quoted, my calling for God is to be faithful. My mission in life is to be true. And God will someday reward me for things he assigned me to do. Jared Lopez, in his book Step Up, writes, we will not naturally drift into becoming faithful disciples or faithful husbands or faithful fathers. We must be intentional. It is something you go to bed with, is something that you wake up with. Who am I going to reach? How am I going to pull into them? I'm sorry if I blasted your phones in this last few months. and I'm sorry if I I apologize right now, but really I'm not apologizing because the work has to be done. So there's so many people, I'm just checking on them and I'm writing and saying, hey, what about so-and-so? Hey, what about so-and-so? What has happened to so-and-so? And And just constantly checking on people. Why? Because someone has to look into them. Each one of us has been called to look onto one another's uh, need. It's not only for those people on on the platform or on the pulpit. Luke 16, 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. Jesus is saying, if you could show your faithfulness in a little, the very little will be seen also in your much. 2 Timothy 2, 2, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You know what? Our eyes are looking for faithfulness. God is looking for faithfulness. Leadership is always looking for faithful people. You don't have to be faithful in much. As long as you are faithful in a little, it will tell us that you are able to do much. But it starts off with a little. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. The word steadfast is faithful. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, especially when you're doing it unto the Lord. How many of you are ready for this? How many of you are ready to see your family members come? And you know what? Sometimes what goes around is actually going to come back around to you. Sometimes you are trying to pour yourself into a family member, hoping that they will find salvation. It seems like as if it's blocked. You know what? Don't get discouraged. Pour yourself in another person. You know what's going to happen? It's going to come back around. Your family members is going to come back to you. How do I know this, right? Let me end with this, all right? Isaiah 60. Verses 1 through 5. Arise, shine. For thy, that word thy is you, your, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, the gross darkness to the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Verses 3. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Catch that. It's your light that's going to draw people and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. The people are coming to you more than you going to them, they will be attracted to you. Thy son shall come from afar, thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Thou shalt see. Flow together, and thine heart shall fear, and thy heart shall be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. Folks, this conversion is really about the Lord, but the Lord is saying, I'm not going to be doing it, you're going to do it. Think about it. Paul, Jesus spoke to you. But Jesus didn't preach the gospel to you. He sent Ananias. An angel was speaking to Cornelius, but you know what? The angel couldn't preach the gospel to Cornelius and his family. He sent Peter. Why do we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How am I doing with time? Good? Aren't you glad it's going to be a short one? Here. No dramatism. I'm just asking for commitment from you. Your pastor, Pastor Beecham, is calling for a commitment because it's time for us to disciple the 70 over people. There's so much that the leaders can do in FBC. But we found out that we can't do it on our own. We need the help of the people. It's time to mobilize the church. The body, it's time for you to help us entrench and disciple these people. So, the altar is open. How many of you would like to be a part of discipling and entrenching all of these people that are being baptized? I would love for you to come up to the altar. In fact, my heartbeat is for all of you all to be to be able to come out. But you will have to come out on your own accord. Come out. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to pray. If someone can come to the keyboards and just help us with a little bit of music, that'll be fine. But I just want us to pray. And then, and then towards the end, come to these forms that we have. They're all the same forms. Just had different uh, sheets so that you'd be able to. We can do it all together and we'll do it quick. Put your name down if you want to be a part of a Bible study. Or if you want to teach a Bible study, we will prepare you to teach.